Hello. We are so excited that you've decided to join us today via our podcast. There are other ways you can join. You can watch us live on Facebook and YouTube under Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries or on our website at www.mtdm.org. You can also join us in the sanctuary at 401 North Wright Street in Burgall, North Carolina. The zip code is 28425. If you'd like to give a donation, you can simply go to our website at mtdm.org and click on that donation button. God bless you. What the Lord has done. And we need to be reminded. Amen. So, Father, we thank you. We praise you. We adore you. We lift you up. We magnify you for everything that you have done for each one of us in this place. Because, God, if it wasn't for you, God, we wouldn't be here. So we thank you for the blood of Jesus on today, God. We thank you that the blood never, ever loses its power. God, we thank you, Father God, that the blood covers us. The blood protects us. The blood heals us. The blood has sanctified us. The blood has justified us. The blood has reconciled us. So we thank you for your blood, for everything that the blood has done. And Father, as I open my mouth to teach your people, God, I decrease and I thank you that you have already increased on the inside of me. I thank you that you have already filled my mouth, God. I thank you, Father God, that it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. Because I have been crucified with Christ. And Father, I thank you for saturating this atmosphere. I bind God all heaviness. In the midst of this room. I bind it right now in the name of Jesus. And I loose a garment of praise upon your people. God I bind all weariness in this room in Jesus name. All tiredness in this room in Jesus name. And God I loose that the joy of the Lord is our strength on this day. For you give power to the faint. And to them that have no might, God, you increase strength, God. I thank you that we're strong in you today and in the power of your might on today. And God, I lose healing in this room. I command healing right now in the name of Jesus. I forbid pain in this room. In the name of Jesus, I bind pain. I command it to go in the mighty name of Jesus. I speak to every tissue, every organ, every joint, every marrow, every vital sign, every muscle, every tendon, every bone, every joint that's in our bodies. And I command them to line up with the word of God by Jesus Christ. You are already healed. Healing is the children's bread. And now, God, we receive your healing power in the name of Jesus. We thank you and we praise you, God, for doing a good work amongst your people. Quicken us today, God. I I bring sin life into this place through your word, God, in the name of Jesus. Quicken us according to your word on today. We just thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you would, open your Bibles and turn with me to Ephesians, the fourth chapter. And I'm going to begin at verse 17 and I'm going to end at verse 24. Ephesians, the fourth chapter, 
beginning at verse 17, ending at verse 24, and we want to hear what God has to say unto his people on today. We know that God always have a word for us. Amen. The word of God now reads. I'm reading out the expanded Bible. In the Lord's name or by the Lord's authority in the Lord, I tell you, speak and testify to this. Do not continue living, walking like those who do not believe the pagans, the Gentiles, who thoughts are worth nothing, futile. They do not understand or darken in their minds and understanding. And they are separated, excluded, alienated from life that God gives or God has of God. Because of their ignorance and because of or caused by their stubbornness or their closed minds, the stubbornness of their heart and mind, they have lost all feeling of shame, any sense of right and wrong, all feeling of sensitivity, and they use their lives for doing evil, abandon themselves to indecency, depravity. They continually want to pursue all kinds of evil, impurity. But what you learn in Christ was not like this, or that is not how you learned about Christ. You did not learn Christ that way. I know that indeed you heard about him and you are in him. So you were taught the truth that is in Jesus or were taught by him because the truth is in Jesus. You were taught to leave off, to leave, put off, lay aside your old self person to stop living the evil way you lived before. That old self becomes worse, is decayed, become corrupted, because people are fooled by evil things they want to do, of the deceitfulness of their desires. But you were taught to be made new in your hearts, the spirit attitudes of your mind to become, put on, clothe yourself with the new self, the person, the man, become like Christ. That new person is created to be like God or in, in God, according to God, truly good and holy or in righteousness and holiness that comes from truth. You may be seated. I want to talk about living according to who you are, living according to who you are. Last um, Sunday, we talked about when you control your thoughts, you will control your actions. When you control your thoughts, you will control your actions. And I went and talked about David. I believe it was in 2 Samuel, the 11th chapter, when David, you know, he slept with Bathsheba. And David didn't control his thoughts because we know that when he saw Bathsheba, when he should have been out to war, when he saw her, he didn't control that thought, so he took action. I went through this, God was taking me here. Um, to bring more in the body of Christ. And I believe it's not like you don't, uh, haven't gotten this before because we have talked about this many a times. But sometimes it's good to be reminded of things, to know who we are. Some of us really don't know who we are now that we're in Christ. The first thing we have to understand is the day that we accepted Jesus as our Lord, as our Savior, we had to believe in our heart. And then we had to confess with our mouth what we believe. Because out of the abundance of the heart, what the mouth speak. So the gospel had to 
um, be proclaimed to you in order to believe on Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Because when we speak on the death, the burial, and resurrection of Jesus, you're speaking, you know, what he done on our behalf. So it's up to the individual to open their heart to believe in what they heard. Faith come by hearing. Hearing comes by the word of God. So once you hear that and you're born again, again that born again process is in your spirit. That's the new you. That's the part of you that got saved. That's the part of you that changed. That's the part of you that's full of all of God's goodness, everything that God is in your spirit. But the problem is, if we don't go into the word of God, we're three-part being, according to 1 Thessalonians, the fifth chapter, we're three-part being, spirit, soul, and body. And by us being a three-part being from that spirit, that soul to get to that body. The only way you is by renewing your mind. See, if you don't renew your mind, if you get born again and don't renew your mind to who you truly are, you're going to live like you're not born again. And this is why the Lord has given us a helper. He has given us the Holy Spirit to help us with this walk with the Lord. He testify of truth. He's only going to speak the truth, the word of God. He's our comforter. He's our helper. He's the one that leads us. God does not live here on earth without the help of the Holy Spirit. And sometimes we deny the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is there to help us, but we deny his help. And it may be that some people are not in the word the way they need to be. But the Holy Spirit is still there to help you and convict to convict you of your new life now that you're in Christ. So none of us still don't have an excuse. Because even you may not know a particular scripture in this word. But the Holy Spirit will give you a nudging to let you know that ain't right. And that's when you go search the scriptures for yourself. It may be something that God has given me by revelation and it to me and I give it to you. But if he has opened up the word of God to me and I'm sharing it with you, that don't mean you're going to grasp it right then yourself and say, God, open up. God, show me this scripture for myself so I can be on one accord with apostles so I can be on one accord with the one that has brought it. So when you have to have your heart open. You have to have your heart receptive to the things of God. See, the only way you're going to know the new you is through the God. You got to look into this mirror according to the book of James. You got to look into this spiritual mirror, which is the word of God. And when we look into this mirror, we're going to find out who we really are now that we're in Christ. So we spirit, we're soul, and we're body. And I believe this is what I've been teaching for years on spirit, soul, and body. The spirit is the real you. The spirit has everything that you need. So what you do is when you renew your mind, you're going to connect to what the spirit already have. There's nothing missing and nothing broken in you. I don't care how broken you feel. I don't care what you're going through in your life. God has already taken care of that and is on the inside of you. Everything you need for health is on the inside of you. Everything you need for prosperity is on the inside of you. Everything you need, God has made a way for you to get it. It's inside of you. 
So your spirit, your soul, and your body. So once that soul connect with that spirit, it's going to flow to that body and you're going to live according to who you are now that you're in Christ. You're going to live according to the real you. So let's go back to Ephesians because I want to break this down some more to let people know you got to live according to who you are. We're going to start back with verse 17 in the Lord's name. I tell you, I speak and testify to this. Do not continue living. Walking like those who do not believe the pagans, the Gentiles. So God is telling us Christians, everybody in this room who is born again, who have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you don't live like the Gentiles. You don't live like an unbeliever. Because once God gives you truth, whether coming in here getting it or somebody else is giving it to you outside of here, you want to live according to the truth. And when they give you the truth, which is coming from the word of God, you want to take that <clears throat> truth and apply your life. You just don't want to leave it dormant like you haven't heard it. See, what we got to understand, being a, a three-part being, that flesh, that flesh don't want to line up. And I'm going to tell you why. Because if you lived in the flesh life, if you were taught the things of the flesh, you know, some of us, you know, a Christian upbringing, you know, but people that was in your family, they talked to you about Jesus. I know everybody in this room was talked to about Jesus, was told about Jesus. Somebody in your family, if it wasn't your parents, it was your grandparents. If it wasn't your grandparents, it was your aunt and uncle. God sent somebody to you to proclaim the gospel. So it's because somebody was telling us something about Jesus. So we knew these things, but the problem was we didn't accept these things. We accepted more of the way of the world doing things. So imagine if you're 60 years old and you just come to Christ at the age of 60. Look at all of this world, all of this stuff that you have applied to your life that you believe true that's not true. The only way you can up those lies is through the word of God. It's through knowing who you are now that you're in Christ. Will it take time? You'll take time. Because what the enemy did, he built a fortress in your mind. He built a stronghold in your mind. That's what a stronghold is. Fortress. It is walls built by thoughts, by way of doing, by way of living, by things that you were exposed to. So he walled because he knew the day that you accept Jesus, I still got a hold on you. See, it's so tricky. Just because you're born again don't mean that the enemy don't have something on you to keep you from that new life that God for you. See, God want us, he don't want us to live outside of this new life. We got to quit wasting time on different things that do not line with the word of God. We have to truly know who we are. When things come upon this land, we can live according to the spirit and not live according to the flesh. We got Christian according to the flesh. But we got to get to know who they are. Now that they're in, can't condemn them. We have to remind them of who they are. We don't have to continually live that way because everybody is not there yet, even though they're born again. So you can't compare them with you. 
I can't compare Kathy, Apostle, none of y'all in this room with me. I can't compare my daddy. Everybody have to get it for them. Work out our own salvation. Oh, come on, somebody. And trembling, we cannot wait on somebody else to pull us out all the time. We have heard of God and cry out to God and say, God, I want to get to know who I am now in Christ. I don't want to live this I have always lived before. I don't want people to see me like the world. I want you to be glorified because it's no longer I who live situation that pop up in my life. It's a word in the word of life that situation. If we get a word, there's nothing that we go through. That's not in this word. But the problem is when we go into it, got to be revealed to be revealed. It got to be some illumination. It got to be some revelation because you can just read it and you just reading it. But when the Holy Spirit opened it up to you, time I'll talk to the Lord and I'll ask him a question and I'll go about my business or pop up. And I say, scripture. And when I go, Lord, you bought what I asked to my attention. We have to take time out to get into the word. This is life. Mine. It's remind somebody who's calling for help. They're in the ocean. They're hanging on to something to stay up in there. Uh, calling for help so out to help them but they won't take their help see God is reaching out every day to help us he's helping us through somebody or he's using something to help us don't grab hold to it it's not God's fault God will send something look at the donkey he used the donkey with Balaam did he mention to the donkey, the donkey said, and you're going to beat me like that? I'm paraphrasing it. Come on, sometime we as human beings, you can, but people will, will beat you up because they, they're not where you are. About y'all with growing up, you know, parents, grandparents would say, you don't know like I know. You don't see what I see. You need to leave that boy alone. I'm in love. I'm in love. I remember my Aunt Shirley, i never forget she said, that's lust. No. See, they've been there. So God always puts somebody in your path to bring correction, to let you know, no, you don't need to be doing that. What you need to be doing at this time. But we get so prideful. We get so self, feeling like we know everything, but yet know nothing. But it's still our duty to tell people truth. And we let them deal with what we told them. Nothing. You give it and you done what you need to do. The blood is off your hand because you gave them that. You gave them that choice. So God is telling us today, I want you to live according to who you are. I don't want you to live according to the world. Many people in the church, in churches, come in the church, but live like the world is living, bringing the world into the church. It is our job. The ones that God has appointed, the ones that God have, have anointed to tell job to teach the truth. And as given the people was their job to take what's given to them according to what is given. So when we look at this scripture, he's telling the Ephesians how they should live. Basically, he's telling them, you cannot live Gentiles. You can't live like an unbeliever. You like they're doing. When you go back into the Bible and you see. They were bought out of a place they were in for 400 and so imagine being in a place for 400 and some years. You're around their customs and how they're living. That's the way of the world. When they were bought that place, God had to give them his laws. His laws because they the way of the world for 400 years. 
So God said, I'm going to show you how to live into me. I'm going to show you my way of being and my way of doing. Because you got to be different. When you go into these to see that you're not like things like they do. That even though you in this land, you are separated. You are set aside. You have been made my glory. Just because we're in the world, the world does. When we come in on something, we should be different from them. They should see a different. It should be so different. They want what you got. Because they see how you're living. They see how God is blessing you. They see how you getting through different things that's happening in the world. And it's not coming at you. It's coming at them. So they're saying, tell me. See, that's your opening right there. That's your open to let them know this is what I'm doing. This is how I'm doing it. I'm living according to who are you? I am a child of God. I am the son of God. I am God's property. I belong to God. So when you begin all of these things up to your living, let me say it again. Sometimes we are preaching and we're proclaiming, but it ain't lining up with what you're saying. Preach and you proclaim supposed to light up first of all in your house. I cannot come in here and tell you to live according to who you are and I'm living like a Jezebel at home. Don't cook for my husband. Not being who I need to be as a wife. But I'm coming in here telling women this is how you're supposed to, you're supposed to do with your children. This is how you do this and this is how you do that. But I didn't say you need to quit lying. Come on, we're having this going on. People are telling people what to do, but lives are not lining up with what they're saying. You don't know who you are. Some of us are trying to do something for God, and God already done what need to be done for us. God need for you to do is grab hold to who you are, now to who you are, now that you and me, you will live you need to live. And that's that new life that you have in Christ. So getting back to the Egyptians, everywhere they went, there's supposed to be a difference. But what was happening, when they entered these lands, the conditions of those lands, they end up doing things in those lands. That's not what you're supposed to be doing. How is that affecting us today? When you're around people and you're born and you got a bestie, a best friend, and that best friend is not saved and that best friend is need to live, if you're not reaching that best friend with the word of God, there need to be a separation. You can no longer hang around that best friend that's not safe. Because if they're doing stuff who look like you're not safe, hanging with them, come on, it's the same thing. So this is what Paul do not understand. He go on to say um, their minds are darkened. They are separated. From the life of God, God ignorance, and because of their stubbornness, they have lost of shame. See, in the world, the world really don't care because this is what they want to do and this is how they're going to do it. So it ain't shame to them. So we have to disconnect ourselves from the world. Are you saying that I have to leave this world? No. No, we have to go to work and we have to work amongst the world. But that don't read with what they're doing if it's outside we believe. So we want to make sure that we're in alignment with what the word is saying and not with what the world would mean. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. It says, 2 Corinthians 5, 16 and 17. It says, therefore, from now on, 
We regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him thus no longer. Therefore, if creation, old things have passed, whole, all things have become new. So we don't supposed to know anyone that's by the flesh. You're supposed to be able to know people by the spirit, not by the flesh, born again people. Why is he saying this? Because sometimes we judge wrongly. Not judge by outer appearance. Yes, they're doing and they shouldn't be doing, but looks at the heart. I'm going to take you in. Verse 6 and 7. We want to judge by the spirit, not by the flesh. We don't want to know no because we are spiritual beings. Do we make mistakes? Yes, we make mistakes. But what we do when people make mistakes, we bring in correction through the word of God, reminding they are now that they're in Christ. We come down, we don't make them feel like we're better than they are because if both again, we're born of the same spirit. We lift the tear them down. We make them feel like they're not a part of the kingdom. 1 Samuel 16, 6-7 says, So it was when they came that he looked at and said, Surely the Lord's anointed is before him. So what Eli, Elab, um, what Samuel was saying, God told um, someone else as he has chosen someone as king. Y'all know what happened? Dealing with Saul, how Saul messed up. But see, God chose Saul because that's who the people wanted. Sometimes people look at and think, oh, they'll be the perfect pastor. Oh, they'll be the perfect chosen. You don't put people in because they dress nice or because, you know, they sound nice or other better than somebody else. People in place. One thing I don't like is when someone is getting appointed as a pastor, they have a row of pastors coming up, giving a sermon. They want to ask the people, which one, which one hollered the most? Which ones do y'all think that we should have put it? Hollered more. People jumped up more with their hollering. So that's how. It ain't for the people to choose. It's for God. This is why you got to be in the spirit on the Lord's day. In a church that don't never show up to church. And ask them to give a vote. Let's see who got them. So this is the one that we're going to appoint to do the job. That's not how it's supposed to work. Told Samuel, he told Samuel to go out and anoint the one that he have chosen for king. So it came that he looked at Elab. Samuel, he's the prophet. Now check this out. He's the one that speaks on the behalf of God. Can I tell you something? You can't miss it. Oh. Prophet, your trust in no man but God. He looked. He was looking at Elab in the flesh, in the outer appearance. So he looked at Elab. Look, he said, surely, y'all, surely the Lord's before him. But the Lord said to Samuel, thank God that have a listening ear. This is one Samuel was looking wrong. See, sometimes we can say not be right again. If we get before God and we tell us we're wrong, if we get God, we're going to bring correction. Stubbornness. If we're just like the world does, that, that, we're going to stand on what we believe. So he said, but the, do not look at his appearance or at, because I have refused. For the Lord does not see as man sees. Let me say it again. Does not see as man. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord at the heart. So correction to Samuel. You're looking at outer he said, I'm looking, I'm looking at the heart. When we go back to second, 
God said, no, no man by the flesh. Judge man by, you can only judge spiritually. You can make spiritual judgment, but you cannot judge nobody by flesh. This is why as a pastor, God inwardly. It or how they did it or when they done it. I have to hear, what do you want? And he say, what do you want? That look inwardly. He don't, because God, he will transform. Wasn't that an inspiring message? Thanks for listening to the end. Join us every Tuesday for Bible study and every Sunday for service. We're looking forward to hearing from you as well. Feel free to reach out to us via the website at www.mtdm.org. God bless you and we'll see you next time.